Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the series finale. I cannot believe it's the last episode. What the hell? I can't believe it's been six weeks. Time flies in having fun, babe. Six. Well, I mean, yeah, we're kind of giving the illusion that we're recording this week from now, but actually Anna DaCosta is still sat in the corner. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm, she's actually been living here for about a week. She just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't wait. Have not showered for a week. <laughs> she's wearing the same clothes as last Friday. Ew, Anna, do you not own the any of the clothes? <laughs> I'm just here to play uh, the claps for... Um... Or background sounds are like, wow, wow, wow. You know? <laughs> You're the radio sounds. Did you ever, oh yeah, because you grew up in China. Did you ever have like music lessons and you had the keyboards and they go, yeah. do, 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 DJ. Yeah. DJ. Did you have Chinese uh-huh. equivalents or was it just no, still like it was sing? Yeah, it was still English, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But mostly it was yeah. the one There's one that went, come on. And then one that goes, yeah. Yeah, oh my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, as Hannah has already said, this is the last episode of this episode. We're taking a slightly different structure, and today we're just going to be agony aunts. Yeah. We are racking through the letterbox. There's a few that we're going to get through. This won't be as long as that. I mean, it depends on how long it will take us to answer the questions. Maybe we've got some very lengthy answers for you. Maybe we say. do. Shall we get into it? We've got a bit of a lengthy one from an anonymous. It's a relationship query. Anna, you're very good at relationship advice. (laughs) Give it to me. (laughs) Yeah. Anon. So as most of these things go, I met a guy. He swept me off my feet and into a whirlwind of affection and love that I've never experienced before. I was terrified and not ready for it. I made promises that ended up breaking his heart because I was self-destructive and didn't appreciate what I had. 
After months of regret, he gave me another chance, but it just isn't the same. Oh, no. no. I'm burdened by my regret because I lost something so great and he doesn't trust and love anymore. My heart is well and truly broken and I don't know what to do. I'm trying everything to make this work, but I'm so unhappy. What do I do? She says, I'm sorry if it's too heavy for your podcast. Honestly, let's go. No, let's go. Let's go. It sounds like you're really putting yourself through the ringer and from someone who's kind of been through it before. Yeah. When you fall out of love with someone, you fall out of love with someone and there's not often a lot that you can do about it. It sounds like you're doing quite a lot of torturing yourself and really what might be best for both of you is just to go your separate ways and let yourself be happy again and let him be happy again without this whole weight of expectation Mm. of what could have been. Yeah, it really sucks that I suppose that first chance that... But who knows, I mean... God, I'm such a pessimist when I talk about these things. But who knows, if you had kind of kept going in the first instance and you had kind of embraced the opportunity that came to you, maybe it still would have worked out this way. I don't know. Um, it sounds like, I don't know, it, is, is he kind of making it work as well? Is he putting in just as much effort as you? That would probably be my question. I read a really interesting relationship column today on my Soho House app because um, they do like relationship advice. And it was kind of a similar query to yours. And... The agony aunt very interestingly said, there's so much advice floating about on the internet about how to deal with breakup, about how to deal with being broken up with, but there is no advice for if you just simply want to end a relationship and not be a twat about it and the nicest thing you can do. Like, there's no advice for it. And also, you, you're you basically always the bad guy in the eye of the other person, even if it's just for a little bit, because they will be heartbroken no matter how you do it. Mm. There's basically no right way yeah. to break up with someone. There's loads of wrong ways. But yeah. There aren't any right ones either. I say just don't drag it. Um, don't don't put yourself through that pain and put that person through the pain as well. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make it work if you clearly know that it's not. Because he's probably feeling it too. Yeah, exactly. He will know that things are not right. A hundred percent. And also... You didn't mention the relationship. Like, is this a relationship with someone that you met on a dating app? Because if so, it's probably going to be a little bit easier than if it's someone that you have mutual friends with and someone that you're going to see a lot. Because then that's really tricky to kind of navigate because obviously, like, however you do it. And also, if he's kind of feeling quite sad and morose about the relationship that you've lost, maybe he's kind of mentally preparing himself for it. I mean, it's there's nothing worse than being broken up with when you have no idea that it's coming. Oh, yeah. I think it's always good to give people a little heads up nod that uh, you're not that happy. When it Mm. comes as a complete bot from the blue, that's definitely the most painful because when you're the person who is doing the breaking up with, the chances are you've had a good amount of time to mourn it yourself before you get to the point of breaking up with someone. If you spring it on someone quite out of the blue, then they basically start the beginning of their healing journey from then. Mm Mm-hmm which could take a really bloody long time. Yeah. Also, I mean, it doesn't say here that you want to break up with him again, but have you tried sitting down? And, and every every conversation that starts with, I'm not happy in this relationship, doesn't necessarily have to end in, we're breaking up. No, it's just about talking really frankly about how you feel, how he feels, mm-hmm. and seeing if there is any resolve in there for either of you. I do think it's nice to make it a conversation yes. rather than just springing a decision on someone. Yeah, well, another solution, I don't, well, it's not a solution, but depending on how long you've been together, um, maybe couples therapy. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? 
um, trying to see if there's a common goal to reach if if you even want that. Yeah, 100%. That's actually... God, we're such a therapised generation, aren't we? Mm, yeah. It does help most things. <laughs> well, me and Sam are in um, couples therapy every week and it does really, really help. That's like, amazing. Yeah. It's such a like healthy step to come to. Yeah, and it's also made it made our arguments healthier. Like when we do... Everybody's going to argue. Everybody's going to be unhappy at some point. But it makes it healthier to do it in a more respectful way rather than... Mm-hmm. How we were before so yeah I, I would that's great recommend. i remember when i was younger i asked my parents like because i when i was younger i was like oh my parents are arguing all the time blah, blah, blah. they weren't arguing all the time i was just like you kind of get to an age where you're suddenly very sensitive to emotion oh yeah and i said uh why do you argue like you know and my mom said something that's always stuck with me with every relationship i've ever had she said um if you don't have arguments as a couple, it's really, really fucking weird. Arguments is how we have conversations and it's how we kind of get over things together. And like on that therapy thing, I was listening to a podcast, a food podcast, and uh, one of the adverts was for therapy and made a really good point that if you go to the gym loads, then like, oh, you're like, gym buddy, you're looking after your body. Yeah. If someone goes to therapy loads, it's so stigmatized. It's like, no, nah, they seem like they've got issues. But actually, it's like going to the mind. gym. You're looking after yeah. your mind. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's an option to go to. But it sounds like a lot of conversations need to be had. Yeah, before um, you even go to, you know, suggest that. But, you know. Oh, yeah, see conversations with yourself and then. Yeah. With that person. Yeah, see if that's the, you know, if being together is your com at the end of the day is what you guys want yeah don't jump the gun because then yeah if you immediately break up with them you might kind of repeat that cycle that you mentioned being in the first place yeah where there's regrets and like maybe it sounds it, it kind of sounds like maybe i mean i say correct me if i'm wrong you've got no way of <laughs> correcting me if i'm wrong <laughs> but maybe you jump the gun the first time around now you're regretting it maybe if you do it again now then you'll be like oh no fuck i was kind of in a situation where it wasn't as good as it was but I was in a position where I was still with them and I still could have maybe worked it out or kind of like come to an agreement with how the relationship could have gone. But also no relationship is perfect. I think we kind of idolize this like ideal, not having like this pure, like crazy in love, teenage romance, honeymoon kind of thing, but adult relationships are not like that. You got to put the work in for sure. Yeah. A lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing comes for free, Anon. Exactly. I hope that helps. Um... Yeah. Does anyone have anything else to add? Or no, or? just wishing you lots of luck and sending you lots of love. Yes, and lots I hope of luck that and love. Your your situation improves one way or another. Um, okay. So the next one is is I suppose maybe directed at me, but I suppose guys you could weigh in your weigh in your tuppence. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> Get your tuppence Get in your here. Get your tuppence <laughs> in here. Uh, very simple question on Instagram. It's very short. How did you get into wine as a student? Oh, go on, hand, take it away. So when I was a student, I was a student for two years. Um, I had not a lot of money whatsoever. Um, I was at a time, I was at a university where for some reason, I was in the north of England. Well, I don't know why I'm being secretive. I was in Durham. So I was technically in the north of England, but it was a really weird situation where a lot of very, very rich and well-off people go to Durham. So the rents were extortionate, but I had a maintenance loan for the north of England. So it God, was wild, a isn't killer it? combo. So I don't really have much t- money to get into anything besides spending my overdraft on nights out. But 
it's so interesting because if I hadn't gone to university, I would say join a wine society. And honestly, I would rather shit in my hands and clap than join <laughs> the Durham Wine Society. It looked like, honestly, but also, okay, side note. Did you guys ever hear about the Durham Champagne Bowl? No. no. So there was the Champagne Society, which I never went to because, I mean... If you wanted to go to a society in Durham, you had to be fucking loaded. It was so unfair. Even if you wanted to be part of the um, kind of like student council that was in your college, because Durham's collegiate, you had to pay like £150 to the year, which sounds like nothing now. But as a student, you're like, no, that's my food for three months. Like, no, what exactly, the fuck? Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was Durham Champagne Society and they would occasionally meet up and do tastings, I think. But every summer they would have the Champagne Society Ball. Now, one year, which was the year before I went... Um, they hired out a massive stately home and it was kind of like a black tie dinner with a disco after, kind of like, you know, like classic posh person marquee party in England. Um, it was like a bit of like black tie or whatever. Um, they ordered magnums accidentally instead of regular champagne bottles. There were people shagging in like every inch of like this stately Jesus home. Jesus Christ. Like someone Disgusting. fell into the water. There was like a water fountain at the front. I think someone like fell in. Several people fell into it. It was just like completely coke fueled. I think the headline, if I can look up Durham Champagne Bowl, is co- coke fueled orgy. Durham. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was cancelled three years in a row after the 2016 Durham, Uni- Durham University Champagne Society Ball. Jesus. It's been investigated after concerns were raised about students taking drugs, openly having sex, and jumping naked into a pond. Honestly, what the fuck? The £99 per head party, again, who can afford to go to that as a student? Jesus. Attended by 1,300 people, was featured in Society magazine Tatler. It offered a 27-litre bottle of champagne as a raffle prize. What? What student um, needs a 27-litre bottle of champagne? how do you even get... Or any person, to be honest. But how do you even get those kind of prizes? Like, I, I get it, they're rich, but, like, it can't be free, can it's it? It's kind of obnoxious. Oh, uh, yeah, Hardwick Hall, that's what it was. Um, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Just to give you a taste of the awful, awful, awful people I went to university with, honestly, could not pay me to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay, although I paid you to go by you I mean the UK government I paid you quite a lot of money to go there <laughs> have the worst time of my fucking life um, do you know what I might do as a student to try and get into yeah, let's, wine yeah let's get back because it's <laughs> <laughs> no I like the tangent yeah. bring it um, because obviously wine is expensive and if you want to get into wine it usually involves trying lots of different types of wine what I might try and do is group up with some of my other mates at uni who we're also looking to get into wine mm-hmm. and maybe host a wine tasting evening. Let's say you make the theme white wines and each one of you brings a different type of white wine, yeah. just one bottle, and you do little tasters of each glass. You look up the tasting notes of what it is and you kind of just chat a bit about what all that means. It's a great way to mm-hmm. learn. And that's how people like who are in the industry still try like bottles of wine. You have yeah. like these wine dinners where people go to like BYOB restaurants, or restaurants that are cool with you, like having like like minimum corkage, and people who are in the industry will like everyone will bring along a bottle of wine. They'll taste and learn, and like you, you, the only way you can learn is by tasting. And you don't have to do it with expensive wines either. You can do it with quite mid rangey yeah. wines. You can do it with supermarket plonk. It's just a really good way 
of learning to know, what different yeah. grapes taste like, what kind of what kind of qualities you're looking for in a wine. What do you like? If yeah, you like ultimately dry, that. Sweet, you know. Mm. Ultimately, learning what are yeah. the kind of wines you're after, so that when you are going out for dinner, when you do have a bit more money, yeah, then you've got a really good idea of where you sit with all those the, those yeah. words. I just ask your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Please I am don't. like like completely slagging off um societies, but I did know the Oxford University Wine Society. There's not an official one, but there's also like a side one that someone that I followed ran for a wee while, and I think it was like fifteen pounds a ticket, and they would come and get a winemaker to talk. So if it seems worth it, or if it seems like porn policy, which was another society in Durham, porn policy, um, yeah, don't bother with those ones. But yeah, scare for like local events as well, because it's very likely that you'll kind of, I mean, we're in London, we're spoiled for choice with like wine tasting events. But if there's something in your town, also go to your local Majestic, go to your local Odd Bins. They always have a bottle of something open. And the staff are trained and they are passionate about wine. You can ask all of the questions. Also, yeah, get a job in a wine shop. Because that's, that's how a lot great of people Because you're earning yeah. you're earning while you're learning. Either that or even even a restaurant, like yes. a higher end restaurant. You know That's where Hannah learned her trade after all. That's where I learned, yeah. Well, I was about to say that's where I learned my slicks. And I was like, that's not a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I learned my slicks. Um, yeah, that's where I learned my chops. I think that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah, no, because then you get to learn about wine in the context of food and wine drinking on its own is great, but also what is arguably more mm. impressive and knowledgeable and sexy is a knowledge about Pairing. what wines pair with food well. Yeah. Um, you can press your dates or like go out on loads of hinge dates and get the guy <laughs> to buy a bottle of wine. <laughs> See, AKA, sc- ask your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, there are really options here for all sensibilities, aren't there? Yeah, and uh, two it. out of three of them involve exploiting men. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. Okay, perfect. I hope that helps. I think that was a pretty well-rounded answer. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great Tons answer. Tons of good stuff. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For that, you're welcome. All right. We've got a, a more serious one and then like a little bit of a silly one. So, go on. serious one. Straight faces. I really love how this question is phrased. How on earth do I move to London? <laughs> Strangers are scary, but none of my friends want to move there right now. Ooh. It's tricky. That is a tricky one. I do know lots of people who have been in this bind before. This sounds like such an old lady response. I don't know if this is even relevant anymore. But uh, there's a lot of really good groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
um, for certain areas in London where you're looking. I don't use Facebook <laughs> anymore, but maybe you do. So maybe you can have a look on there. I know there's ones really localised to different areas. There's ones called Hackneywick Spaces. Yes, Hackneywick Spaces is good. There's specific South East London ones as well. Jewish Flatshares London. Jewish Flatshares London. There you go. Also, good old-fashioned spareroom.com. I have a lot of friends who have met some really nice people through Spare Room mm. um, and have permanently looked for places that way. It's weird because, yeah, I moved to... So I left university a year early, so no one that I knew was in London, but I knew I wanted to move there. So I would kind of like take the train down to get jobs and then I would save up money from working at home. And then I used the money that I'd saved up to do my deposit and my first month of rent with lovely, with a bit of help from my lovely parents. I love you so much, mom and dad. Otherwise, I would never have been able to do it. But um, I was lucky because I moved in with people that I vaguely knew. And then when that lease came to an end, I did like um, Facebook groups as well. And it is honestly like doing a bit of a blind date because you get chatting to people. <laughs> what I actually did was um, I replied to a post of someone saying, hey, um, I don't have any mates in London. Like, do like four of us want to meet up, see if we get on band together and then rent a house together as opposed to having That's to fill a room. Because then you're splitting something up as opposed to like rooms Filling like being in, set yeah. at a mount by a landlord. Also walking into somebody else's home situation I imagine it can sometimes be hard not to feel like a guest. Yeah. Whereas if you're going in something equally, then that can be slightly yeah. more relaxed arrangement. Yeah, for you. See the letter from two weeks ago, that poor girl with her yeah, with the messy house apartment. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I still think about her. I still think about those 15 toothbrushes when they only have five. I know if lots of your friends aren't in London, then it can be hard. But I do the friend of a friend approach also generally works. Yeah, I tend to always know one person at least who is looking for a room to fill. Yeah, if it's a friend of a friend or a friend's sister or a cousin or a cat or whoever mm. it may be, your friends may not be in London, but they may have friends who are. Yeah, they may have cousins who are. They may have siblings who are. There is normally a connection somewhere of someone who will be able to either put you on their sofa for a week while you hunt around for other things yeah. or know someone who has a spare room. Just put your feelers out. Yeah, exactly. And also when I went into that house with three people that I didn't know, I was like really freaking out because they were all so much older than me. And one of them was like this really big, hairy, Viking looking man <laughs> who was like, who was a private chef. And I'm seeing him for dinner tomorrow. Oh, lovely. He's like, they're a really, really good mate. So you honestly never know. You yeah. never, ever, ever know. I mean, don't knock it till you tried it. I mean, yeah, there is always the risk that you could end up living with some psychopaths. And I have lived with like some really, really weird house shares, which I'll talk about at a later date. But like, you never know. You could get really lucky and you could end up making brand new friends. And new friends that you never would have come across otherwise. Yes. Which is nice. Have you lived in some weird house shares, Anna? I have actually. <laughs> um, so I, I moved to London um, from Macau, China when I was 18. 18 Did you know 19. anyone here? Um, I had a few friends here, but we we all lived in different, like well, I was in North London. Some uh, my my friends were in East and stuff, and not like in my head when I moved to London, I thought it was going to be a little bit like Harry Potter. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, it's like Harry Potter, and it was so disappointing when I got out of the cab and I was in um, Wood Green. <laughs> <laughs> 
amazing. <laughs> that was like that was my first house share, and I was, it, it lasted for three months, and yeah. I hated every bit of it. I was like, it's cold. Maybe the star of the first film of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it, it was <laughs> sort of like that. Stairs. Yeah, coming up the stairs, but um. Yeah, but then you just move to different places. I think when once you've experienced the worst, well, not the worst. It's not. It's never the worst, but experience something that's not to your taste. There's always room for improvement. The only so, way is um, up. Yeah, exactly. Also, normally, I mean, the worst things that happen in houses uh, become really funny anecdotes at some point yeah. in the yes. future, unless an actual crime has been committed. <laughs> that's obviously not a good anecdote. <laughs> Petty crime, perhaps. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very lucky. I've never had any that issues. Mostly like, you know, when people don't clean up after themselves and stuff. Oh, yeah. We do. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing that really, really pissed me off. But apart from that, you know, it's been... It's, it's been all character good. building. It's all character building. And yeah, yeah exactly. no one has... I remember when I first moved to London and there was like a week of like, oh my God, life is amazing. And then I had about a year and a half of like, oh my God, my life is shit. What did I do? And now I look back and I stuck it out and I made friendships... Uh, that will last a lifetime and I like now I'm in a job that I love you just gotta stick at it like unless you're like really privileged and daddy owns a house in Clapham like you're not gonna have a great time in London when you first move here but you could also fall fall on your feet but you could also land on your feet 100% there's a lot of character building in being a young person living in London yes. with no money and no prospects. <laughs> you have a fucking great how's, time. Yeah, how's, how's it going, Sophie? Is it going all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from London, so I never had to do this ever. I am the lucky person with parents who still live in London. Mm. So I lived in their house until... I could earn a lovely 22k Ooh, <laughs> and I remember, go make it on my own. <laughs> I remember when I started earning above 20k and I thought I was I thought, like Richie Rich. The money, literally. <laughs> when I went from 19k to 22k, I was like, shit. Scrooge McDuck. We survived. We made a yeah, we made a yeah. stretch. And like, had a good time. We had a good time. So now we still complain of like we earn so much more money. That's so true. We complain so much we never have money. We never have money. It's like I well, actually, I don't think I even complained then. I was having a bloody lovely time. That's and so I was, true. And I, I was think... way less high maintenance than I am now. Mm-hmm. My skincare, basically free then. <laughs> now, you don't want to know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's so true. Like, you still find things to complain about. But, yeah, look yeah. at us now. Isn't that nice? It all works out okay. It all works out in the end. We all started out the same way, which is nice. Okay, I hope that helps. Um, so last question, then we've got to dip and go home um, after this pod marathon. Uh, I offered to take the lead cooking a hen do in Marbella for oh. 16 women. Oh, I love cooking. Elsa the capital L, but I don't know if that's a typo. I love cooking, but I'm now really stressed. Yeah, no shit. God. Do you have any tips for me? Alcohol, heat and hangovers will all be barriers to my skills. Uh, I applaud you because 16 people on a holiday is quite a lot of people to be cooking for single-handedly. I reckon my first bit of advice is uh, drafting health. (laughs) That is not a job that one person can do for 16 people. Flat OKP, (laughs) a.k.a. your best mate on the holiday. The bride. Single out. (laughs) Basically anyone but the bride. Single out who is the most helpful. Yeah. Uh, and just get them to help you as much as possible. Order a stripper, and then as soon as they get there, give them an apron and be like, you're helping me. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming, babe. Thanks so much for coming so last minute. I really appreciate it. Here with the marigolds. Or, or order a helper that ends up 
stripping. Uh, yeah. You could definitely do things to lighten the load that feel quite DIY, say like pizzas. So you make the dough, mm. you make a sauce and you get everyone to assemble them themselves or barbecue, <laughs> make a DIY barbecue. Well, barbecue can be a bit intimidating, um, especially cooking for 16 people. Um, I'll pro- well, it's a great idea, but um, if you're not very comfortable in the barbecue, maybe like keep it keep it spanish keep it you know you've got all the t- lovely tomatoes the uh, tortillas that you can make like and they're very easy and loads of charcuterie spreads yes lovely cheeses, seasonal yeah. salads cheeses breads basically nothing that involves you doing too much cooking because you will yeah. feel really resentful if uh you get to the end of the hendu and it feels like you've just been in front of the stove. And the maybe whole time. a couple of like whole fishes, like just cook a whole fish in the oven. Yeah. Like that feeds well, probably maybe four people, like a whole yeah. big I love it. Jesus yeah. vibes. Yeah, big it. fat fish, big fat mm. potato salad, loads of other salads, hams, cheeses, breads, picky bits. Yeah. Mm. People love picky bits on holiday. Don't underestimate the power of the picky bit. Make sure there's crisps on hand, always. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, get yeah. everyone to fill up on crisps, give them a few fishes, and then... Yeah. Everyone loves a European crisp. Mm, mm. It's what they're all there for anyway. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> Something's actually just come to mind. You know when we did like pizza parties as kids, was that for us to do all the work so the adults didn't have to do anything? Almost certainly. Yeah, yeah it was one of my mum's uh, favourite school holiday activities, I think, mm-hmm. was putting us down with those kind of pizza bases, tomato sauce, all the toppings. Just being mm. like, go did you, girls. Did you ever, fo- like, obviously, like, an oven probably takes, what, three, four pizzas? And it's like seven of you guys, right? There are, but luckily we we were all tiny, tiny people. So I think oh, they were, we were probably making tiny pizzas. <laughs> so you know, no like fighting. ones that you do on, like, a pit of bread okay, or, like, yeah, a little gotcha. muffin or something like that. They're probably that kind of thing. Mm, I like that. That's a really good shout. That's very cute. Yeah. So there you go, draft in all the people, make, well, plan as many things that don't require cooking as possible or require minimal cooking. Uh, and and ma- minimal prep. Make sure you're not doing the washing up either. Mm. Yeah. If you're doing the cooking and the planning, you're not doing the washing up. Make sure that you state that early on in the holiday. <laughs> Get your boundaries in. Get your boundaries in. Okay, We've got time for one last one. It's a bit of a silly one from my mum who loves sending in questions. This is the second time she's sent in a question. What would you cook for either of the two Tory party leadership contenders? (laughs) Anna, what are you thinking? Uh, Shit on toast. (laughs) (laughs) Baby shit on toast. When your baby's born, baby shit on toast. Baby shit on toast. For both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, is one worse than the other? Mm. It depends who you're talking to. Have you heard that Liz Truss has done a Kim K slash um, Matt Get off your ass and work. She basically said, get off your ass and work. I just feel like people these days just go and work. Yeah. (laughs) I thought you meant um, by dating someone younger. Oh, Liz Trust and Pete Davidson confirmed. <laughs> he moved on quickly. He's married. She's married to a man called Hugh O'Leary, a fellow accountant. A fellow accountant, Ugh. sexy. <laughs> I don't know. Is he? Let's have a look. I mean, no shade to accountants, but I just feel like it just has a 
For a partner, that's a very, very boring job, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's never going to make you really, really horny listening yeah. to what they're doing, is it? No, it's not like, oh, you know. So tell me about your day. Never mind. Receipts, tax, <laughs> bills. Oh, yes, baby, let's go to bed now. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know what I'd cook them because almost despite what she said about young people not wanting to work, I'd want to make an incredibly fucking extravagant meal. Yeah. Just say, fuck you, Liz. Yeah. I do. I know what it means to I'm work sure Rishi has, has a private chef. And he but you are not very young, though, are you? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, we are. <laughs> Anna, <laughs> I mean, I think she meant like 20 year olds, right? Anna's, oh, no, confer- oh, Anna's confirmed what I've been saying for years. I'm really fucking old, guys. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna show her that young people can do it too, babe. I've got something to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think no, you're not wrong. I don't, you're think, not wrong. I don't think she's you know aiming that common is. She means like or H. She means you know? the Gen Zs. Yeah, exactly. Oh God, she did a thing. Millennials. She did a thing with You magazine. She's trying to conjure the Thatcher vibes, i.e., shit haircut oh. and shit pantsuits. Her vibe is becoming incredibly <laughs> Thatcher. Yeah. It has to be said. I think she thinks that that appeals to people. You're like, <laughs> well, it, it, it appeals to their party. So wrong. Um, what sure would you cook? Party, um... I'm trying to go with a Hitler vibe for my next campaign. <laughs> I think it's really going to win people over. People like Hitler. Yeah. People also like that show, but idiots. What the fuck is this? Po- <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she looks like. <laughs> She looks like she's got... Oh, wow. It's very the Joker. <laughs> she looks like she's got a tiny... It's a very... A listener, head. we're watching a really strange picture. I say watching because we're looking at it very intently. It's very clownish, isn't of it? Her wearing, yeah, a very clown-like kind of purple indigo suit yeah. with a green top. We'll put it up on the Instagram later. Um, what would Star I cook like for on Liz. <laughs> um, bacon sandwich. What? Ah, yes. Watch them oh, the stumble piggy. over that. Yeah, how do you like it? Well, what did um, David piggy. Cameron... Do he, he ate like a real a really classic finger food with a knife and fork? Oh, freak! But it was like just after, and everyone was like, "Why is no one talking about the fact that he's eating this with a knife and fork?" I do uh, wonder if Ed Miliband hadn't eaten that bacon sandwich where we would be now. Oh, he, he was eating a hot dog with a knife and fork. Oh, Ooh. Dave, you That's fucking silly! Have you guys seen that video? That's completely you know off topic um, <laughs> of um, Ryan. Also, yes. Ahead. Trying the uh, British snacks. Oh, no, I've not yet, but I saw it pop on my YouTube. <laughs> oh, my. So basically, he's um, every time he puts something in his mouth, he covers it. And I think it's because of the cereal debacle. Like, you know, the. Yeah, right, you've got to. Yeah, the cover. So he's covering his mouth. And it's so bizarre, but he. Because he doesn't cover it with his hand. It's just a whole jacket, you know. Really? It's like fully fucking count. Fully. Count. Yeah. It's Whoa. so bizarre that, like, for the whole video, like, three or four snacks. It's weird. Is it because he's not actually eating it? He spat it out. No, he is eating he it. He spat it out and he's put it in front of his mouth. And he's going, mm. British snacks. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Ryan Gosling hates the UK. Confirmed. <laughs> but he loves Doctor Who. Does he? He loves Doctor Who. He, he has a t shirt with the new podcast. He's the Doctor Who Stan podcast. So, wait, what, what? What was so wrong about him eating the cereal? Do you know that the, the, the compilation of videos of him eating cereal? Ryan doesn't want to eat cereal or something like that on uh, oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, when he's on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. That's yeah. very funny. He's covering up his... Yeah, so yeah. now he covers up his mouth every time he eats. The I poor think. man doesn't want to be a meme. No, he doesn't. Oh. He's a serious actor. I'll know I've made it when people and make a meme memes star. about me. 
I, I'll know that uh, I made you it. You will love that. I would absolutely love that. I thought it was really fucking funny. I got those hate comments in the Times. Did you? <gasps> what? What did they say about you? Please well, share. Hannah what? was featured in a Sunday Times article. So Hannah, this is your, your question to us. How do I get over this <laughs> mean comment? But you need to read <laughs> us the mean comment. Uh, it's really fucking funny. So yeah, it was an article based around the fact that wine has never been more accessible. And one of the main reasons for that is because young people are now able to visit more vineyards than ever. So they kind of framed it like, oh, it's like summer's hippest hangout. It's really cool. And I was interviewed. A sommelier was interviewed. Winemakers were interviewed for the piece. And yeah. And people on the Times took real issue with it. Oh my God. Anne Matthews says, this article is everything that is bad about wine journalism. It is busy telling us that there's a class of persons described variously as cool, hip A-listers are creating some sort of new trend. They are not. And please spare me the London arrogance about pet nap being Shoreditch wine. What nonsense. What the article fails to do in any sort of detail is give us any information about the variety of styles, vinification processes, and viticulture. It fails to make any worthwhile statements or comments about the wine, save for a passing superficial comment about pet nat. It concerns itself almost exclusively about smart Londoners enjoying a day out. I hope they enjoy themselves. Oh, lighten up, Anne. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kathleen says, bang on, Anne, what smug bellends. <laughs> do you know what? I do have to, I do have to say that I appreciate Anne's writing yes oh, her writing is really good but she needs to just loosen up a little bit but this is the generation yeah. that will say that we are like triggered snowflakes like babe you literally wrote a five-page essay on an <laughs> article about wine yeah which is it are we snowflakes but these are the same people that will go on giles corrin's column where he's being transphobic and and like, right oh, on very oh giles oh, oh my god oh, giles, my so mouth, giles. <laughs> um yeah natural wine is utterly repulsive and Shut kathleen up. kathleen pipes up again she says that's what being a hipster is all about and having a beard blokes as well <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Is Kathleen a professional troll? No. Kathleen but... also comments, young cool wine lovers makes you want to throw up. Why does the Times try to engage with this tripe? That was oh an, my God. That was a, not as funny as a previous I want to punch her in the head. And then it's just like loads of people saying like, they haven't heard about me, 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 me. And I'm like, yeah, we have. We just weren't asked about it. It's like, I hate when there's an article and people comment saying, why didn't you talk about this? And it's like, because I talked about that. Because I wasn't talking about that topic. If you want articles that talk about that topic, just look ask Google. Yeah, look it up. Look it up. And it's look just it weird that, like, obviously they get edited, right, the articles. Mm. So it's like, just use your fucking brain. Like, <laughs> if it's not there, it's, true. it's either because I haven't talked about it or I have and it's just not there. It just it didn't fit with the narrative of the rest of the article. Sorry, Kathleen. Exactly. Your silence is definitely you. But her, I have to say, her beard, beard comment made me sure. <laughs> Why aren't you talking about Palestine? Because it's, it's an article about British vineyards. <laughs> but also, like, the annoying thing, like, these people know nothing about viticultural methods. I spend eight hours of the day every single day Monday to Friday writing about viticulture <laughs> like oh this, don't uh, patronise me for God's sake don't patronise me I'm a smart girl but yeah anyway I thought that was quite funny love that I think it's funny too it's just, you've not you made it till you've got haters yeah and you can't really take them seriously to be fair everybody's gonna hate on something that you do yeah I do shave my face a lot more now though <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, brilliant. I think that's all we have time for, guys. I cannot believe that's the end of season one. Oh my God, yeah, it is. It's been so much fun and we're really looking forward to coming back with an even bigger, better season two this autumn. So if you've liked season one, then make sure to give us a rating and a review Mm. so we know exactly which bits you like so we can make sure they're coming back. Every five-star rating and review equals one episode that we will do. Bring it, please. Please. It has been such a delight to be on the airwaves chatting into your lovely, delicious little ears for the last six weeks. Such pretty ears. Such pretty little ears. And we are so lucky (laughs) to have had two amazing guests. There'll be many, many more. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, gang. Lots of love. Lots of love. We'll chat to you soon. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.